rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon. Thank you for joining us on this working Star Wars Saturday. I am joined, as always, by our co-host, Oti, down there in Puerto Rico. How are you doing today, Oti? I'm doing good. I have the best setup I've had since I started moving, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll toast to that. You're right, this I have, I have a desk, I have a chair. <laughs> You're not on the floor, and not sitting yeah. on pillows. You're good. You're not inside a closet. You're fine. Yeah, man. How you been doing? It's been a week. I don't know. It feels longer since last time we spoke. It hasn't been that much. It does. Like when I was waiting for you to to join the stream, I was like thinking like, it feels like it's been two weeks. And I actually (laughs) checked when was the last episode. So yeah, it really feels like it. Yeah, I know. But as soon as I start getting busy, I think it's because Star Wars has been pretty kind of mellow these past few weeks. Yeah. I know we have Rogue One just came out, just re-released with some 10 minutes under footage. We'll kind of glance over that in a few minutes, but all in all, there hasn't been a lot of Star Wars news out there, but anything, I don't know, anything exciting this week? Star Wars related, maybe? Star Wars related? No, man. Um, I told you, I've been like very busy with work, so yeah. I haven't really done much. I, well, I watched House of the Dragon, which I think we'll talk about later. Maybe. Okay. Um, so other than that, not really, man. It's, I don't yeah, know. It's, 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 it's been quite, I, I, I did want to go see the Rogue One uh, in, in the IMAX. But since we saw it like two weeks ago, <laughs> it's like fine. Yeah. So yeah, guys, if you're watching this now, if you didn't get a chance to go to watch Rogue One, or even if you did, you know, watch it with us. Oti was here, Andres was here, Roberto, Mo. We had a great two and a half hours watching Rogue One going over it. So go ahead, look at somewhere there in the channel. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars related, not a lot for me this week. I was at a University of Florida volleyball game this afternoon. Just got back from there a couple of hours ago. That's why no Star Wars shirt or anything today, mm-hmm. but doesn't matter. I guess Star Wars, there was some news out of a newspaper in Puerto Rico saying that Finally, Oti, finally, finally, Puerto Rico has its own Star Wars podcast. That caught you by surprise, being a Star Wars podcaster from Puerto Spanish. Rico, doing this about two years, you have your own show in Spanish. Caught you by surprise? I mean, <laughs> like, on one side, it's Primera Hora, which is one of the largest uh, newspapers in Puerto Rico, but they're kind of a joke. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I, I talked to Goose for a while about this, and, and it's frustrating. Like mm-hmm. in the sense, like I, I always say, like I do my podcast. I, I don't care how many people listen to it. If sure. it's ten, a thousand, I really don't care. But it kind of, it's kind of weird. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we talked a little bit before we started, and I, I we kind of posted about it on Twitter. Goes for trial of the force. Kind of found it, posted it out. And again, good for them. They, they're they getting the recognition, but it's kind of, really? You're a respectable news organization from Puerto Rico and you don't do a little bit of due diligence to know that not only are there a lot of Star Wars podcasters out there, they're doing it in Spanish. They're either from Puerto Rico or doing it in Puerto Rico like you and try and all those. 
was funny, but at the same time, it's like, come on, use, yeah. use a little bit. Just something I want to comment, like what what did like bug me? It's it's something I also told Goose, like. I despise the <laughs> critic and pundit at atmosphere in Puerto Rico. They're yeah. usually like very elitist and they try to like make these comments that sound very eloquent. But if you like spend time in Twitter, you know, they're just like repeating uh -huh. the same things that get yeah. to the point that they no longer make any sense. Like, oh, the story's incoherent. Why? Because it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I've read so those before. For, for me, that like adds to that atmosphere so mm -hmm. that kind of bugs me but yeah whatever it's not gonna change anything yeah. I do, so. no the fans out there know and if you're watching us today whenever you will not us for one day two years thank you for your support if you're watching from puerto rico you know about us we've been doing this for a while same as ot and everyone else uh but yeah like this video if you're watching now or later subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of our, of our new episodes and comment down below. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about Andor. It's Andor speculation time. We're less than a month away. We're going to be de debuting a new segment to the show because, and I'll get more into it when we do it, but there's just so much out there in geek culture that I just wanted to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do a new show, like a separate one, but we'll talk about it. A world between fandoms. We'll do about 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the show because we can spend two hours talking about everything, but yeah all right quick, and yeah okay. go, no, no, go. go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Quick, quick quick pause so you know we started the world between worlds in in my yes. podcast so it's funny because that was one of the names i had planned for and it's like a similar thing yeah like but yeah. It, it's similar but different but, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, if you go ahead and describe what you do on your show now one of the oh, not yeah. segment but it's kind of a whole show that you do about it yeah it's like branded differently and everything but yeah so i'm starting to do these episodes where we take like a another movie show comic whatever and we like discuss it but through the lens of star wars like common themes common character arcs yeah things like that and we we did one with ted lasso and i'm planning one ah, i'm gonna say it um <laughs> uh, we're playing one on uh into the spider-verse next oh I, nice i have to talk to the guest i'll have which will be a part of the sequel trilogy trivia so that's gonna be fun Ooh, yeah i might have an idea no sequel trilogy actually i don't know i'll have to think yeah, about it. that's gonna so, be interesting yeah they reach out and they they say oh i have this idea i'm like let's do it so what? yeah it's gonna no. happen soon yeah i, you I have ask to, i have to talk to them because I, I, I that was when i was moving but it, it's gonna happen all right yeah you asked me about it a few weeks ago and I said, oh, Doctor Who, because that's where kind of my time has been spent right now. But mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings, I might want to do one about Lord of the Rings. I've been rewatching, just in getting ready for Rings of Power. I did, of course, an extended edition of Fellowship. I did uh, Two Towers yesterday. There's so much I, to talk about. But. I haven't rewatched them in a while, but I will for Rings of Power. So let's do it. Yeah. Well, you got to start because. This comes yeah, out no, next week. I, I don't think if I have the time. Because <laughs> no, if yeah. I binge them, like I don't think it's enough. No, dude, ring uh two tower special edition is almost four hours. It's 20 it's, minutes is credit, but still. I love those movies, but honestly, watching them is a chore. And I have no intentions in watching the theatrical versions no, anymore. No, really. no, no. All right, so let's 
do the squeeze. So the Amidala Initiative for Equality Florida, Equality Texas, Florida is just a mess also, but you know, just help them out down the link below, so the information you need, and also for the National Network of Abortion Funds and What Choice Fund Race is still going strong. Alti, before we start, who's out there in the chat? Oh, yes. So we have the scariest Scuttlebutt podcast. They're not going to be able to join, but they'll catch the stream later. We have, of course, Mo. Oh, She's glad to see them. Damn it. <laughs> oh, wait, what happened? No. Oh, uh, there, okay. you got it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, she's glad to see that I'm out of the closet. Yes, Mo, I'm, I'm out of the closet. We all are. Yes. <laughs> Dale. And Dale. Yes. Dale made it. He, unfortunately, usually comments that he just missed one because he's very busy out there. Thanks for joining us live, Dale. Also, always a pleasure when he's here. Yes. All right, guys. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and it's Andor speculation. We're just going to be talking about Andor. It's coming. This should have been out already. We're, there you go. Speculate responsibly like the fourth century people always say. Mm -hmm. I used to say hypothesizing in, hi in hyperspace just to have a, a different take on it. But then I forgot about it and it, it never catched on. So that's fine. Um, but I want to start Rogue One. We just mentioned got re-released on theaters. Uh, I think a 10-minute preview of Andor. Did you get a first? Is it showing in Puerto Rico? And did you get a chance to go watch it? Yes, it's showing in. Uh, we have two, two or three IMAX theaters. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's showing. I wanted to catch it, but like I told you, since we wa rewatched it recently for yeah for the stream, I have not gone to see it, and I don't think I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm very busy also. No, it's understandable. The closest theater to me that's showing it is over a hundred miles away in Jacksonville. Oh no, no, no! no. Gainesville didn't get it, and same reason. We just watched it about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, it would be no. great to see it on the big screen, but I'm not driving a hundred miles, paying twenty dollars in a movie theater for a ticket, fifteen or twenty something more in concessions to see a movie I saw two weeks ago with yeah. the best audience, of course. But yeah, no. But and I haven't checked anything out about the the preview, that ten minute preview. I think it's an extended version of the little clip that we got uh, a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. so I just read kind of there was a Twitter thread about it. I read the first one. I said, eh, "What am I doing? I don't want to know. Do you want to know what happened, or just wait the extra three nope. weeks?" No, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something. Oh no, I have okay, not watched the clip, and I don't intend on doing so. And I did not watch. I did not tell you on purpose because I did not want you to change the plans. No, I'm not changing the plans. I'm just no. scratching out where it says, let's talk about the clip. No, but I want you to talk about the clip. Well, I will. That's fine. No. I'll just give you a little bit of power and that's I'll just take I'm, it away. I'm already on that phase that I'm like, just give me the show. Yeah, so, which is, uh, what's today? It should have come out this this Wednesday. Yeah. We should be talking about the first episode, the first two episodes right now with our guest, Maggie Lovett. I just confirmed she'll be here with us September 24th to talk about those first three episodes. We should be talking about Andor, but it's okay. Like you mentioned, we have House of the Dragon, She-Hulk is going, Rings of Power uh, next week. Let's, we let's have an exclusive. Oh, Mo watched the... Oh, Mo, so I might have to send Mo the link to talk about the clip instead of you. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> so what Mo was saying, preview was great. Nice to see some scenes with Andor on the big screen. Looked phenomenal. Great to I, hear. I will say, seeing the 10 minute clip on the IMAX did like, uh, like make me want to go watch it, but yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. But we're gonna. It also shows how confident they are that this show looks cinematic. 
to show it on IMAX to everyone. And, and from what I heard, this came out before Rogue One. So you have to watch Rogue One, then go through the credits, and then the clip. It starts mm -hmm. with the clip. So it's, yeah, we're, we're convinced. Oh, no. we're do. Yeah, because I love Kenobi. I don't know how that's how that would look on an IMAX. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, let's. This is kind of apart from Andor, but not really because it's Star Wars TV. Do you think? Can I start thinking about this? I think watching She-Hulk for some reason is it diluting Star Wars a little bit? Or maybe not diluting, but does it feel weird that we're getting all these new Star Wars shows so recently? Kind of, we're getting like three Star Wars shows this year, and then next year is about three more. I don't know. It's not about getting burned out about it, but. I know we used to have Star Wars kind of just coming out every couple of years. And I was all in favor of just give me all these Star Wars. I don't care. Every day they give me something, but I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah, maybe let's hold on after this. I will say I, I'm not feeling that. I, I am feeling this with Marvel, actually. Okay. I have not watched She-Hulk, but it's, it's, it's so weird. It's happened to me with Miss Marvel. Every time I watch an episode, I have not finished that show. Mm -hmm. Every time I watch an episode, I'm like, that was great. Yeah. I can wait to watch the next one. Sure. And I think Star Wars has not gotten to the Marvel level yet to where like just like mm -hmm. just constantly throwing things at us. If it does, I think it could get to that level. But with Star Wars, at least I'm still like excited for everything that's coming. Yeah. And the lead up to it ha has me like very excited, too. So. Yeah, I, I think it might, yeah, it might be because I'm not, I don't I'm going to watch it, of course. So maybe I'm not that ex excited for Ahsoka, for Bad Batch, even Mando, which I love the first two seasons. Maybe I'm not as excited as I am for Andor. And I'm like, let's just wait a little bit. And then we have Skeleton Crew and I don't know. Quick question. Because this happens to me, especially with the Star Wars shows, not with the movies. Does it happen that you're not as excited but then when you're like weeks away you're like oh oh it's it's actually happening like okay yes and i let's first and or i've said it twenty thousand times it's been my most anticipated star wars series since it got announced and then oh, Acolyte okay. came and then that kind of just went head to head but i've been extremely excited for andor so i don't feel that i'm very excited i just want it here ahsoka i'm a little even though i love the character I, I like the character, especially in Rebels. I'm kind of on the, maybe on a low right now with Ahsoka, maybe with the creative team behind it, that I'm not as excited for that show. And I think that's why every time there's a new Ahsoka, something or Filoni says something like, okay, whatever, just give me something else. I think I, it's that, but once I, get, I see something, a real trailer, not that potato camera, then probably I'll get excited at that point. I, I get that, especially with Ahsoka, but... I have a feeling like they're gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah. And Filoni's um, gonna go back to God tier. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. And it, it's the same for Mando. I say, ah, oh, Mando, I don't want Mando anyone. When he showed up in season in Boba Fett, I'm like, oh man, that, that newsy that we talked last week, like, okay, I love you. I love you, Mando. I'm sorry. So I think it's that. Once it gets here, I'll put my shield cap back on and we'll go full force. But okay, so Andor. Let's speculate responsibly what we can from trailers, interviews, and just our own thoughts. So before we get to that little like 30, 45 second clip that we got, I think on Wednesday, uh, the trailer. We're all excited about the trailer. It looked great. 
Can you get any hints from the trailer what the season, what might happen during the season? Because most of it is just kind of the empire just kind of looming over everything. Yeah, I'm not so sure what's going to happen with with this season, honestly. And every time we hear more about what's going on, it confuses me even more. Because I thought this was going to be like a... Uh, Andor and Mon Mothma body cop thing. <laughs> apparently not that. No, so that's, I, not. that's a good one. Maybe season two they'll do that. Did you read the book um, Freefall? The, no, the, that's the Paul Dameron one. No, I didn't read yeah. Freefall. So, quick spoiler for that book. So, uh, Poe is in his own adventure and at the end, he sees a, a Leia hologram. She, he sees okay. her giving a speech in the in the Imperial Senate and mm -hmm. oh, the Republic Senate. And he gets like very inspired and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I would love to work for her. And I kind of get a feeling that we might get something like that, mm -hmm. that we, we get these um, Mon Mothma on the political adventure and Andor in his planet doing his thing. And maybe at the end, he, he like uh, learns about Mothma or something. And that's how they get connected for season two. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like very confused to what the whole thing is about. Yeah, so I think you're on the right track, and I think they're going to be on separate points. And um, I think there's something in that clip that might help kind of bridge that, not that gap, but I guess that distance gap between Cassian and Mon Mothma. But yeah, I think Cassian's going to be on his side doing whatever he's doing, and Mon Mothma's going to be dealing with the Republic, I mean, with the Empire, with the Senate, and all that on that political end. And they won't meet till probably later on in the season. I don't think it's going to be that he sees something. From mm -hmm. her, Mary, he meets, meets her, and that's when he gets kind of more, okay, this is the way we should go. But yeah, I think that trailer kind of shows us the empire is everywhere, destroying mm -hmm. planets, everyone's suffering. And that's when we get a couple of people on the trailer, kind of this is what, a, it's not exactly, but this is what a rebellion looks like, and Andrew's mm -hmm. kind of sick and tired of getting beaten down. So I think you halfway through this, it will come to a point that, they're okay, we're done, we got to respond. But then in that little clip, uh, it's we've seen on the trailer when he's talking about how easy it is to get, go into the Empire. They'll never think that someone like me would belong. And he's talking to Stena Skarsgård character, Luthen mm -hmm. Rao. Rao? Luthen. No, just call him Luthen. Luthen. So Luthen apparently, do you mind? I'll tell you what the clip is about. So Luthen apparently just hired Cassian to get him something, some okay. credits. I forget exactly what it was. And then Luthen is confronting him. Hey, you and Bix, which is the character played by Adriel Horna, Puerto Rico. Maybe she knows what was that first Puerto Rican. We're going to just get her here and we'll just talk about it. Anywho, so Bix is, I mean, Luthen is telling Ando, hey, I know you, Bix and you kind of bribe the dock masters to let you go and rummage through all the ships here before the salvage crew comes in and takes everything. But this that you just pulled, this is something else. So apparently Cassian went to an Imperial vault somewhere and stole a box, some box. Mm -hmm. And then Luthen is confronting him. Hey, how, how the hell do you get inside an Imperial vault? This is close. And that's when he goes, really? Going to Imperial, just walking like you belong. They're fat and satisfied. And they don't think that someone like me. He even says someone like me that I just spit on their food and something. So he's just saying how easy it is to enter an Imperial vault or an academy or whatever. So I think this is where Luther is going to say, okay, this is the guy I need. I need you to help me get inside the Empire for something. Mm -hmm. And I think Luther is going to be the bridge between Cassian and Mon Mothma. He's going to introduce them or 
do something. Because we see Luthen in Mon Mothman in a yes. couple of scenes. So I think it's going to be the bridge to bring them together. But yeah, like you said, just later on in the season, not a, they, they won't see each other for the first eight or nine episodes at least. Yeah. Mo has some thoughts. Um, people slowly rising up against the Empire, Mothman and Luthen in the Senate doing the same, Cassian being brought into the greater rebellion by the end. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. makes sense from what, yeah. we've, what we've seen. All right, I, so, by the way, I, I love that they're playing into the whole the Empire is extremely incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I tweeted this out yesterday, maybe the day before, and it's something I've been thinking about for years is how, how the hell do people keep stealing Imperial shuttles using all these old codes? Oh, it might work, it might not. Oh, it's an old code, but it checks out. Every single one does it. How crap can they get in? And then we just walk in. And then <laughs> in that clip, Cassian said, "All you need, all you need is an imperial uniform, uh, something and a toolkit, and you're good to go." I'm like, oh, okay, because they're incompetent, as we can obviously see. Yeah. All right. So Mon Mothma, she's gonna have a big role. I think she's built second in this series. Genevieve O'Reilly behind um, Diego Luna. So we know it's this is half her show. One thing I said, I can't remember if it was here or some other show I was a while back. This isn't the Andor show. I know it's called Andor, but don't think we're just going to be following Cassian for 12 episodes. This is going to be a very diverse show in terms of all the cast that we have. And I think we're going to get a lot with Mon Mothma. Are you excited to finally get to see a lot of her and hopefully see the inner workings of the Senate under the Empire? Yes. I, um, that's, I think, one of the things that has me the most excited for yeah. For the show, I totally totally agree with you. I think it's gonna be bigger than than Andor, and I, I like what they've done. I, at first, it was like, yeah, no, Genevieve O'Reilly is coming back. Like, okay, yeah. she'll probably get an episode or two. And now it's like, no, 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 no co-protagonists. Um, <laughs> so I, I like that, man. And you know, justice for her, man. Like, yes, I yeah. remember seeing those deleted scenes when I was a kid. I was like, at first, I thought it was the same actress yeah. <laughs> from Return of the Jedi. Um, and I was like, why, why would they cut this? And then seeing her come back in, in Rogue One, Rogue and then One. seeing her have the chance to come back you know, for this show, I'm just so, so happy for her. Yeah, same. Extremely happy for her and extremely excited for what her role, Mon Mothma's role, is going to be. We talked about it here before, how we want this show just to show us that inner working on the Empire, the regular people working both for the Rebels and for the Empire. It looks like we're going to get that. Uh, but yeah, I just want to see how did everything came to where a bunch of senators had to say, you know what, screw this, we got to do something ourselves. I, because by this point, it's been like 15 years, I don't know, even more that the Empire has been in power. No. So they've been fighting for this for a while. And Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained has been, you know, hammering on this for a while. And I kind of agree with like, will we see the delegation of 2000? Like, yeah that group that started in Revenge of the Sith were like planning the rebellion. Will we see some of those characters come back? That man, Bale has to be on the show. Like he has to be. It's, I, I didn't even on my notes, I don't have will Bale be here? So what is Bale Organa's role? He's there. <laughs> he has to be there. And he's gonna mention Padme. Or Give me Bale, give me Breha, give me Leia. <laughs> <laughs> give me Leia. I know uh, because, man, I love the 
the team behind the scenes working under the uh, Tony Gilroy and everything. They're just talking. They don't care. We have more information about season two than we do season one. But I love that he just goes on. And he said, oh, we're not doing fan service for fan service. I, I said, just give me. I don't care. Give me fan, that, the fan service. Me. I want everything. By the way, that that's probably the most misquoted thing I've ever seen. Like <laughs> the, the headline, no fan service. And then you, that's not what he says. No, he has to service the story or something. He said, yeah, like, that's what, like, oh, when we do fan service, it can't just be frosting. It has to be yeah. uh, protein. So it's like, that's not what he said. That's a weird story. That's a weird story. All right. Um, so these that, I'm just going to highlight something real I, quick that, oh, that Mo said, because it was my next point. On an interview with Genevieve O'Reilly, she said it's very interesting playing the, this character, and that Mon Mothma has been married since the age of 16 and has been in the Senate for all, all these years. And a lot of people, including myself, were like, first, like, what? oh, great. And then, wait, what? What? 16? What? <laughs> What's going on? Do you think this is not a misquote, but maybe she kind of spoke out of turn, kind of messed uh slip of the tongue of what she was trying to say or i have no idea like I, at first i thought could could this be like something that that yeah. was taken out of context but i have no idea and i'm very interested <laughs> yeah i was talking i posted it on twitter also i mean like we all do and our friend bug kind of replied back oh roberto see how you doing roberto thanks for joining us he kind of he didn't know what was what the code was i kind of saying said oh hopefully it's a slip of the tongue or something i Hope is that, and that maybe she was trying to say that Mon Mothman has been in the Senate since she was 16 and got married young, and everything just got caught up in that as she was talking because we have all done that. Or, or maybe the show is just like a commentary on the right to shoes or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put it. I don't know. Uh, just oh, ask don't... Tony, someone should ask Tony Gilroy, he'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, no, in episode two, we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, and it might be something like, yes, he was forced to marry young, and then he makes a commentary about that, but it's not, yeah, I married at 16, and here we go. It's like, oh, weird. I don't know the customs of Chandrilia, but <laughs> who knows? Um, finishing up a little bit, talking about the Senate, and I, you said it for Kenobi, and I'll say it here. There is no show, no way, where Emperor Palpatine doesn't appear on the Andor TV series. Are you backing me up, or are we not getting the Emperor? This is going to be so weird, but I'm not so confident on this. <laughs> How dare you? Um, the thing, okay, okay, hear me out. I can see the story play out without Palpatine, mm -hmm. what this story is. It was very hard for me to see Anakin's story play out in Kenobi without Palpatine. That, that's my whole reasoning on this. Um, this is not in any way me saying I don't want to see him in the mm -hmm. show. I do like Ian McDermott. He has his years, so let's just shove in him everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm not like a hundred percent sure of, about this. I'm more on the side like he'll be on it, but not a hundred percent. All right, you're wrong. It's okay. <laughs> we need to disagree I, once in a while. I'd be happy to be wrong. Like extremely I mean, happy. I'm on the other side where I said there's no way you can do a show about the rebellion and the ins and out happening inside the government and the Senate without bringing the guy that yeah. is responsible for all this. And to see 
that side of Palpatine, kind of as the Emperor, after everything that happened with the Jedi at the end of Revenge of the Sith, how he maintains control by the time that we get to A New Hope when Tarkin kind of goes, oh, he's kind of done with the Senate. Everyone's, got, everyone's gone now. The regional, regional governors are the ones in control. I want to see that. I want to see Palpatine or, yeah, Emperor Palpatine as the Emperor and how he kind of intimidates people without having to use the force, just with his mind and how intelligent he is. I want to see that. And also going head to head with Mon Mothma, just see them, sit both of them down in a office for five minutes and 10 minutes and have a great conversation. I, I hope that we get something like that. So I really, again, I really want to see him in the show because we do know that the Empire, you know, they're authoritarian, but they respect the process in a way yeah. and they... Their abuse is through the process. They they exploit the institutions mm -hmm. and everything to do what they want to do. But, you know, Palpatine's like, no, we still have to seem like a legitimate mm -hmm. government. So I really want to, if Palpatine is in the show, I really want to see him, like, give this grand speech in the mm -hmm. in the Senate, like, maneuvering through the yeah. whole I'm a dark wizard thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Mon Moth and Beto Gana have gathered all these senators behind them and then... Palpatine kind of shows up in the middle of the Senate and brings them back to his cause, kind of all those kind of outsiders or whatever. It would be so interesting if we got a scene like what you mentioned, like maybe Mothma and Palpatine in his office and this like very tense scene. You know, she's not going to die, but yeah. maybe him like, you know, like yeah. maybe you should side with me more than you're doing. Because mm -hmm. shows up. The tongue. <laughs> I want Masamida there also. Just give me that big blue guy there. Yeah. Um, all right. So talking about Mon Mothman, the rebellions and the rebels, you have her side being more, like you said, also like the empire is very political, motivated, and has all these steps that we need to follow. Then the other side of the rebellion, you have our friend Saul Guerrera, which we saw in the trailer talking about, let's call it what it is, war. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is five years before Rogue One? You think we're and I I know Rebels is between this period also, and by that time of Rebels, Sogerrera is already doing his stuff. I don't know where Andor fits at that point. Do you think we'll see that separation when Soger Guerrera kind of goes, okay, screw this, I'm doing things my way? Or he will he already be separated he's with his partisans doing his stuff on his own way while one moment over there being political i don't know um it, it's funny because i think to like based on the date this show takes you know takes place on he should already be like this radical mm -hmm. but i usually like prefer um story beats and for mm -hmm. the service of the story rather than keeping up with dates so i hope we see the rift i really do yeah i hope so um we've seen so much of Sogerrera, but we haven't seen that when that rift happened and was it that he decided to leave or did mon moth and just kind of had enough and told him to just hey just go do your stuff but keep our name out of your mouth so we don't get <laughs> into trouble and maybe she sent him to do a mission and he just kind of went rogue and it's ultimately her fault or something. She's just trying to cover herself. 
So it's going to be interesting. I hope we get enough with Saw Guerrero and not just that one scene we got in the trailer. Hopefully he's there for a couple of episodes. That, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he'll be like along for the, I mean, if if they want to keep Forrest Whitaker, yeah, sure. Like, but I, I don't know. I kind of have the vibe that he'll be like in and out a couple of times. And, and that's fine. I just yeah. wish that that scene that we got in the, the trailer is not all of it and extended two minute scene of something. Hey. Hopefully he's there once or twice at least. He's in the poster, so that, <laughs> that really can mean anything. But. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't trust the posters. Even the trailers, even, I mean, hey. Mon has been on it, sorry? Rose got a character poster for Rise of Skywalker. And... <laughs> Let's not bring the sequel trilogy into this. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, I, Mo, Mo wants. Um, of course, she wants Saw to be an interrupter. She loves Mo, Mo just wants a rogue, uh, uh, Ander to be Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. This is Andor, Psych, Rogue One, 12, 12 weeks in a row. Um, yeah, just give us Saw. He's great. For us, Whitaker did great with that. Character. So hopefully we get enough of him. No. Uh, but we just mentioned a little bit about timelines. This is five years before Rogue One. It's a little girl, a little, let me say, a young woman out there around the age of 15, known as Liana Halleck, Gina Erso, and some other names. At this point, she's either about to get kicked out, kicked out from the partisans, or is already out. I, I, Are we getting a young Gina Erso? I don't think so. I, agree. I think that when we meet, when we'll see uh, Saw, he will already have left her, mm -hmm. like lying around. So I, I don't think we're gonna see. Her. I will. I mean, if Felicity Jones wants to show up, like yeah, sure. But I, I don't think we're gonna see her. Yeah, uh, same. Uh, this already happened. Uh, read Rebel Rising. It was great. She suffered a lot. She revealed her life, and then it all came crashing down. Thanks, we saw. Um, but yeah, I don't think that we'll see her now. I do think we'll see her in season two. With season two being those jump year jumps, I think we'll see her in those last three. Okay, I, I'm I'm not convinced of this. I, I really am not. But people read Rebel Rising. It's a great book. It's really it a really great a book. great book. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Poor Gina Erso. And Mo is convinced that Gina Erso will be in the book. And I agree with you, Mo. But we'll see. Um, Belo Gana kind of talked a little bit about him. We both kind of agree that he's going to be here. Hopefully he has a big impact. If you gave me to choose you want four episodes with So Guerrero or four episodes with Belo Gana, I'll take four with Belo Gana because I think for the story, his side, at least for what I want, it's a little bit more interesting. No, I totally agree. Totally right. agree. So we're getting bail. We can agree on that one. There's not a chance in hell where bail <laughs> right. is not on the show. And I'm going to mention now, because you sent me this. I was going to leave it for the end, but it kind of, I want to weave it in this way. R2D2, C3PO. Oh. Are they going to continue their streak of being in almost every, apart from, I guess, it, Mando? They've been in everything. So. Right. No, R2 was in Mando. R2 was in Mando. Come on. And, and I forget and that. 3PO, 3PO was in, in Kenobi. And R2, R2 was, was in, in both of them. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. R2. Yeah, serving drinks. I think he was serving yeah, drinks. Yeah, yeah. So 
they're basically in everything. Yeah. So they'll be there. If we go to if we go to Alderaan, we're gonna get the cameo. Like, yeah. I'm confident. So that's where I was leaning. If we get Bail Organa, which we kind of agree he'll be there at this point in the story, they they are his droids. So uh, if Bail is there, hopefully we go to Alderaan. They'll be there. Two weeks ago, we talked about breaking tradition. Is this a tradition you would like to see broken or would mind if got broken? I don't care. Okay. I don't it, care either. I had to think hard. If uh, look, I just forgot the R2D to Wasimando. And he yeah. was part of my biggest tweet ever because I tweeted something about Dinja and not knowing who R2D2 was. And I just forgot he was there. So I don't care. He doesn't. There he goes. Oh, I know yeah. that point. I don't care if it's, if they're there or not, but it'll be, it'll be good. Okay. Well, yeah, they'll be there. They have to. <laughs> um, Where am I? Okay, let's go through some of these more cameos that we might see. Call them what you want, cameos, fan service, whatever. Uh, same thing with time frame. So Solo was, I think, 10 years, no, 13 year, 13 to 10 years before A New Hope. So halfway between here, five years, we know uh, Enfys Nest at the end of the solo novelization, if you guys read that, takes the coaxium to Saw Gerrera. So there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope that we get something with Enfys Nest. Um, Erin Kellerman is great. She's working on Willow for Lucasfilm. She did Marvel. She's part of the family. She still looks almost exactly as she did in Solo. Please give me an Enfys Nest kind of five minute, two minute cameo there. In, if, in, in source kind of camp. If Enfys Nest shows up in Andor, someone will have to check on me. I will <laughs> probably faint. All right, I got your number. I'll text you at six in the morning or something. Yes, because that would just like, because that's what I want the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Again, talking about servicing the story, being that protein, this is a character that makes sense to win Andor in this time period with Saw Gerrera, or maybe not with Saw, but kind of in that middle line. We need to do something about the Empire. We need to move forward, not side into with the, with the political side of it with Mon Mothma, more the kind of rebellious side with Saw. Come on, give us everyone wants more in Fisness. Where's and I think Mo put something about it. Did she put something? Oh yeah! Imagine the cloud riders in Endor. Like, yeah, I, am, I imagine it every single day. Oh man, just give me that theme. I want to hear that. That was incredible. Um, and everyone loves Erin Kelly, man. Like, just yeah, put her in the show. Put her in the show. Yeah, just give her a she's, mask she's with some red and just start beating people up if needed. Maybe one of those flag smashers. They need flags. They were flag smashers. It's the same thing. So different helmets. So flag smashers. I, I remember when we were doing uh, the reviews for Falcon, we were like, she's basically emphasized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Less cool weapons, just beating people yeah. up barehanded. Um, so kind of finally with some of these uh, possible cameos, Krennic or Tarkin or both? <sighs> I say both, especially say both. Tarkin, but I think... Again, with maybe Krennic's second season, but Tarkin, come on, Tarkin makes even more sense, I think, that Palpatine. So you gotta give me Tarkin. I, it, 
if we were only getting one, I would say it's probably probably Tarkin. But man, I would love to see Ben Mendelsohn yeah. show, and and he does TV constantly. So yeah. I I will I, I I want it to happen. I really want. I, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I really want it. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to. So we don't know what Krennic was doing before working in the Death Star project. Mm -hmm. From Catalyst, I think as soon as we meet him, he's working on this project. So it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see what he's doing and maybe get some hints of, hey, I got this project for you. There's something going on. I want you to lead that. It'll be interesting. But with everything happening in the Senate, all those parties that Mon Mothma is having, when she tells this other guy, oh, if they really knew what, what I was up to. And we know from Catalyst, kind of talking knows something is happening and he goes to these parties, a very intense scene. Just give me, yeah, give me talking there, kind of. He's a very, I, I really want, but what what gives me a little bit of um reserve with this is like i think we're getting new imperial characters yeah. and i think like maybe having Krennic or tarkin would take away from those characters but i mean there's probably a way to integrate everything and not take away anything from anyone yeah maybe something is there just for one scene just to kind of remind everyone where where things are kind of happening yeah, but I really want the Empire to be scary. Like, you know, I love it when they're yeah. stupid and incompetent, but I really want like this, you know, Schindler's List, um, Inglorious Bastards Ooh, yeah. thing. Like, you're like sweating. <laughs> you, you know, Mothma's gonna be in Return of the Jedi, but you're like, is she gonna die? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of new characters. So let's jump into some of those new characters and let's start with Bix. Bix Kalin, I'm gonna call her Bix Kalin, played by Adria Arjona, as we mentioned. Uh, not a lot that we can gather from the trailers and some of the interviews. The only thing we know is that her and Cassian have this will, will they want their kind of love connection? They've been together, they've been friends for a long time. They kind of fall out of it, come back in. How much do you, and again, I don't know what her kind of role is. Do you have any idea what you might want her to be doing in this series? Don't kill her, please. I know she's not in Rogue One, but. Please let her at least get to season two. <laughs> By your face, you're not too confident that that's going to happen. No, I am uh, bracing for the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, again, again, I, and I, I was happy to admit this. Like with Kenobi, I did not see a scenario when where Riva survived, and there it was. She survived. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's see. Um, again, so there is a way to keep her alive like if you really think about it and um rogue one is just like a two day span in andor's life like mm -hmm. it's really a short moment so did he have like this other person in the rebellion that we didn't see in those two days yeah probably yeah she was waiting for him back on the way he died, just wake. I was in the bathroom. Where Wait, he, he, he made out with the girl? What? <laughs> in an elevator, and then the planet blew. Well, good riddance, because he was supposed to be with me. We were supposed to have a date. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I got R2 here getting all the reservations ready, and he jumped ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about I thought she might play his bro her his bro her brother first when she was kind of announced a part of his family um but yeah i don't know just from that clip they said they were together stealing things or taking things from shop salvage yards 
have no idea what her character might be, what her role might actually be, how important she is to the, to the overall story. Um, hoping that she doesn't die and then that's the reason why the casting kind of decides to do something. Uh, Maybe she's taken prisoner or something. He has, I don't know. Don't fret her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, Again, I have a question, Alberto. Are you a Ricardo Arjona fan? No, I don't listen to a lot of Spanish music. Um, I on ah, what's the word? I know that he's a very talented artist, and I can listen to songs of his. I'm not rushing out to buy his new albums or go to see him live. But yeah, yeah. hey, that's a great song. If I sit there and pay attention to the lyrics, I probably, oh man, you're breaking my heart. But it's not the type of music that I usually follow, especially when I was growing up and he was kind of famous in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I know who he is. He, he's very but, famous in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And, which is why she was born here, because he's always here. <laughs> I hate Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I just, that I was just wanted to get that well, out know. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I said it out loud. <laughs> you were waiting for this. Finally, I can say it out to the world. Um, but yeah, hopefully she has a, a good role to play in the series. Uh, we talked a little bit about Stellan Scarshield's character, Luthen. Um, he's the most of all these new characters, kind of a lot of focus on him. Sometimes he has short hair. Sometimes he has a weird wig. Is he playing? It looks like he's pl not playing both sides. But I don't know if he's part of those group of senators or if he's just trying to pass as a kind of a highborn when he goes to talk to them. Because I think it's more to decide that kind of down on the ground not with the higher ups in the penthouses. I'm, I'm very confused with this character because <laughs> every time we see a picture, he does he have a twin brother? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he just throws his suit off very but, aggressively. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I love that he's just like a stereotypical Stellan Skarsgård character, yeah. <laughs> and he just yes, like, and there. I, my whole goal of this show is to learn how to pronounce it like him because it's, yeah. I love it, Cassian Ander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are not gonna get it, but no. yeah, I, have, I, I don't know. I one character that might die might be him. Oh, for, yeah, no, he's definitely dying. <laughs> Maybe the God. one that Tarkin kind of is puts in his place. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's a senator, if he's boots on the ground and then it's trying to pass as a highborn or whatever to Mon Mothma. I don't know. What if he Weird takes wig? like what if he takes like Anders tips and like decides to infiltrate the Senate and he's like, Yeah, I'm a senator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't think that you're just walking, you're just walking there like you belong. Uh, I don't know. It's a very interesting character because mm -hmm. it's just he looks so different in every every scene. He looks weird and different. So he has a cool ship. That ship that he uses is pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Um, then we have Denise Gao praying Didra Miro, which is this imperial... The blonde? Yeah, as yeah. with the white imperial garb, kind of... Uh, yeah. She's kind of the one... What's the one from Rebels uh, with a little ball uh, and the blue eyes? Uh, I, I can't remember her name, but I know... Uh, what was I'm her? Gonna, I'm going to look it up if you want. Yeah, someone, someone will tell us soon in the chat, but... But I like her because I want to see more kind of female imperials putting the boot down on everyone. 
And it said, I was going to leave it from, we talk about several Khan, which is played by Cal Solar. Governor Price. Governor Price. Erinda Price. Come on. Yes. I, again, another one that could appear on this show. The timelines work. Give me hey, Price. You know what, Alberto, to your point, every time we get like a female Imperial, they're usually like, Yes. And yes. Price. And in the comics, I can't remember her name right now, but in Charles Soule's uh, run, mm -hmm. there's this Imperial who's like, she was like a um, apprentice to Tarkin and she actually uses Tarkin's ship, which is like almost broken in half after mm -hmm. the Battle of Yavin. Mm -hmm. And man, she's like evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she looks evil. And I want a lot of with her. And to be, like you said, that ruthless person out there. And it says, so one of the, I think the actor Carl Soler said it, that Cyril experiences a loss, which I think is the loss of his parents, or at least is that, and regains strength through finding Deidre. So they have that connection. <laughs> Mo despises price. I wonder why. Yes. So. R.I.P. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, not, we're not going down that rabbit hole now. But now we have this Cyril and Deidre have this connection. He finds strength through her. Do you think we're going to finally see an Imperial romance? I don't think we've ever seen a romance from the Imperial side. I think that also would be interesting. And also see how maybe she manipulates him into going after Cassian because he wants to deal with Cassian because of whatever happened. So very interesting in that dynamic. I think the closest thing is probably Lost Stars, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's, Live action. Let me. Yeah. No. No. Just like in in general, I think that's the closest yeah. thing we've had. So it would be interesting. Man, as I mentioned, like my fear with Tarkin and and Krennic is them taking away from these characters because I I just love learning more about the Empire mm -hmm. and these higher up Imperials or maybe like people trying to climb the the ladder. They're they're usually so interesting. Yeah. Same and... like Krennic when we met Krennic in Rogue yeah. One. Same thing. Yeah, so so I'm I'm very excited for for these two characters specifically. Yeah, when the first images started coming out and we got the first trailer and even the second one, I for some reason I thought that Cyril Corn, yeah, Corn, yeah, I think that he'll that he was gonna flip, that he was okay. gonna be gonna have a heel turn and turn to the uh, rebels. But the more I see and the more I read, I found that hard to believe. I think he's okay. gonna be steadfast on his quest. And I think Deidre is going to have a lot to do with it. But yeah, just give me more. I want to see the Imperial side, all their inner workings. It's something I mentioned a hundred times, why I'm so excited about this show, even though I'm a, a rebel, kind of, I prefer the rebels, obviously, to the Empire. We don't know really how the Empire works and see that the inner workings of it, plus the people just doing their day-to-day -day job. Hey, today I got to go work in the Imperial Senate and... I don't gotta know. Replenish the drinks. Yeah. I don't want to see get, that. Gotta get some calf from my boss. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. He's always here early. So that means I have to be here early. But are you in do, is this something you want to see apart from the big generals and something just the regular yeah, people no, going no, no. to work? Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I so the whole fan service thing, like, yeah, I you know, I mentioned Leia, but you know, she, she's a kid at this point. Like, I, I really want this to be, like, a very grounded show. Like, yeah. we spend time with, like, all levels of this um, hierarchy of the Empire mm -hmm. and the Rebellion. But, of course, like, spending more time with the lower ranks and seeing, like, what the day-to-day -day is. And I think we're going to get a lot, of, a lot of it. Yeah. And I think, again, again, 
uh, whatever his name is. We mentioned Tony times. Sorry, I forgot the name of the showrunner. Um, uh, Tony Gilroy. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. I think he mentioned recently it is, or maybe it was Diego Luna. That again, the most grounded, and we're gonna get a lot of that. At least he mentioned from the. He said regular people, but hopefully means also regular people from the Empire side. Um, and I mentioned before the solo novelization, which I got just because I wanted to learn more about L3 when she joined the Falcon. That that part is great, but it also goes into a lot of detail. Have you read it, that solo novelization, or no? I've read excerpts. All right. So, and the, the when Han and Kira go to the spaceport to Coronet and this Imperial person working behind the window that tells her, Hey, give me that coaxium mm -hmm. and then I'll let you go. It's a whole scene. I don't know, like five or 10 pages of her waking up and having to get ready to go work in this job that does, she doesn't want. And she knows all the rules, the empire. You can only wear this shade of red of lipsticks. And she goes a shade darker or shade brighter just to, they won't know, but there's some little things that she does to kind of get back at them. And she takes gifts and steals a couple of things just to, you're not giving me a decent pay, I'm gonna do this. And that's why she wants the coaction. Give me that, give me more of that, of regular people just. Yeah, no, and, and to that point, if you guys are interested in like more characters like this, and I've talked about this book before, Resistance Reborn, mm -hmm. the main villain is just like this random first order person. Like this middle manager, and we spend time with him, his interns, and we get a little bit of, yeah. of that day in the life that whole, like, where's my calf, and, and things like that. Yeah, and in Rebel Rising, we also get when Jean, I forget the name she was, when she's on the space station, that's where we get a lot of yeah. regular rank empire, imperial people just making a mess of her day. All right, so let's start wrapping this up. Uh, let me see what else. Um, we talked a little bit about droids. Let's bring in that new droid, B2 Emo. emo. <laughs> B2 Emo. First off, love the name, love the design. I don't know how it's going to work. It's this salvage droid. We talked a little bit about who's going to die, who's going to survive. I'm afraid. I'm going to say I'm afraid for B2's fate. Do you think he'll survive? No. <laughs> we, we know he gets a new shiny toy. Oh, you know what would be interesting? I had a question. I want to see if it lines up. Go ahead. What if K2 has like the personality ship of Destroyed or something? Oh, man. That'd be, oh, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be cool. Be That's a good cool. connection. I'll give you that one. Um, we're not getting K2 here. I oh, think season yet. two, they said we'll get K2. I think we'll get a K2 droid at one point. Just Played for people to yeah, Whatever. Maybe it doesn't matter. It's just gonna be walking around. I, I think we'll get it at the end of the season or something. Cause man, it, it was just like this massive like blooper, like having. Cause when the show got announced, they were yeah. both on the stage, like, oh, we're coming back, and no, Alan yeah. Tudyk's not gonna be on the first season. But then <laughs> I, I read recently that they switched, they changed a lot of the strip because it was yeah. a different showrunner, and yes. they had this other idea. So probably that's where the switch happened. I don't think K2SO is going to be at all in this series, no. but I think at some point where Cassian is in an Imperial whatever, we're going to have a K2 droid just walking. Maybe he's getting chased by one just so for people to kind of know what the real kind of danger is for those droids. And then kind of make the connection when we see them again in season two. But yeah, no. what you said will be very interesting. No. <sighs> all right, so... We're not getting any Jedi. We already know that. Diego said it. 
And we're gonna get mentions of Jedi or the Clone Wars, because that's the reason why we're here. Do you think we're gonna get mentions of one of those two? Yeah, no, I definitely think we're gonna get some conversations. You know, it's a it's gonna be a long season, so I think there's definitely room for this, and I'm expecting it. And I really hope we get into the whole Cassian was a separatist thing. Yes, it was mostly his family, right? Or was he also? Yeah, but you know, he, he was raised like this, so yeah. it's like, you know, in my case, I was raised by Cubans, so it's like if I suddenly I I join a communist um, cell or something, like yeah. I, I want to see those conversations. Right, I, I gotta delete this episode. They'll will be coming for you afterwards. <laughs> Get a Cuban communist on your show. They're gonna they're, my, YouTube already knocked this down. We're just talking my, to ourselves now. Thankfully, what's left of my Cuban family does not know what YouTube is. <laughs> That algorithm, man, will get to it. My grandmother suddenly is like, "Oh, what's what's the back pain I'm getting? <laughs> Talk of coming." Yeah, I just ear starts ringing. Yeah, um, we have to. Maybe not yeah. Jedi, but there has to be some mention to the Clone Wars or what happened to all the Jedi. Why are we here? There has to be some mention. You also have that connection to the prequels and everything that happened before. Yeah. All right, so let's end. I think this is my last question. If you have something else to add, of course, we'll talk about it. But we know season one is five years before Rogue One, and then season two, each three episodes is going to jump one year. We also know that the Rebellion does have a big win till Rogue One, till the end. Will season one end on a hopeful note for the Rebellion or for the Rebels? Or is this going to end with the Empire kind of putting the brakes on them and then kind of this cliffhanger hanger to, all right, season two, it's when things are going to start going good for them. Hmm. I don't think it'll end on a bad note for them because they really don't like exist as a unit until later yeah. on, like just these random cells. So I don't think, you know, it can't end like on a crushing defeat because we know Mothma gets to build mm -hmm. the, the actual rebellion. So I don't I don't think they'll have like this huge cliffhanger. I think like it'll end like with him joining and setting up. Okay, now adventures are coming. I don't know. I just thought about it this morning. Kind of, yeah, it's, they don't get a win to Rogue One. But then I started thinking, like you said, there's a bunch of rebel cells out there, just cells. And even in Rebels, a TV show, they have all these little wins that they keep having. And this is later that they all join up. So I think, yeah, they might have a little win that kind of then, okay, now this pushes the story to season two. Question, are we going to get Akbar or Radis in the show? Oh, man. If we get Radis, I'm fine. Give me Radis. Oh, I'm my, Radis. That's going to be, yeah. Give me Radis. Can we get mention of... This is my uh, intern, Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> Go get me a coffee. It's <laughs> a wrap. It's a wrap. Give me a wrap. It's a cough. Yeah, and then we can get the discussion once some of them are white or dark blue or red, and then we have to watch all the other shows. Mon calamaris are so weird. That's kind of just stitch something up together and put them on camera. We need an alien. Oh, it's a they have a lobster. They have a lobster costume. They got a lobster, and it's a calamari because we're from Mon Cala. We're so original, but they're great. And without them, the rebellion will be dead because oh. they have the profundity and all this ship. But yeah. Rados, give us Rados. Um, can we see? I oh, know because I think Andrew said, What's the name of the 
Oh, man. The, the Spy Network. Uh, Fulcrum? Fulcrum. I think Kassan is the first Fulcrum. We're, so we're not getting I think we're... Are we going to get Ahsoka? <laughs> That's where I was kind of I going. So. I, I really don't think so. But... Please, no. Maybe Again. season two, one of the adventures. Again, it makes sense. As, time we, period, it so, makes sense. Okay. As we get closer to the Rebel timeline, it, it gets weird if they don't meet. I don't mm -hmm. know how the Fulcrum Network really works. I don't know if they have like meetings constantly or they're just like people that only Bale knows. But I could see her showing up. <laughs> yeah, maybe season two, they do a Boa Fett Mando play that one episode is Ahsoka meeting with a Rebel cast, just going on an adventure there. Kill oh. me, then I'll die. That'll be. I said I don't wonder. Just give me that. Will be freaking Ahsoka, great. Ahsoka, uh, Andor, and the Rebel crew. <laughs> We're in the ghosts for the, the entire no, episode. I mean, K2, if it's that, the Empire would have lost. K2 K2SO, K2SO and Shopper meeting. <laughs> See who can kill each other first. Oh, man. It would be great if we get someone from the Rebel crew. We know uh, we're getting. And I'm gonna lose all my followers now. What's her name? The pilot. Ah, Hera Syndulla. Hera Syndulla. If awesome. she shows up, you again, you guys are gonna have to resurrect. She me. might. She, she's in Ahsoka. She might show up in again. It makes sense. She's part of these rebel cells more than the other crew members of the ghost. Okay, let's forget about it. Are we getting at least the ghost? Can we see that ghost? You know what? I'm not banking anything on we seeing anything from rebels, honestly. I don't. I don't think Tony Gilroy has seen Rebels. I don't think he cares about Rebels. Post production, he doesn't know. They'll do that in post. <laughs> An entire arc. In <laughs> post. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? I think we covered a lot of what we might see in season one of Andor. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm just gonna highlight the last comment from Mo, just correcting us on everything Rebels and Saga Rera. That Fulcrum starts with Saw, but Cassian does take the title at some point. Okay. So maybe we do get a mention of Fulcrum. All right. So that does it for our Android speculation or Android talk. Again, if you're watching this now, thanks. Leave all your comments on the chat of what you hope to see during the Android series, season one, season two, whatever, down in the comments if you're watching this later. But now let's go to a new segment of the show. And we mentioned a little bit, it's called, and I had a different title, a different title screen, I should say. I'm going with the basic one, A World Between Fandoms, where we talked not just about Star Wars, but about all the other geek, nerd, what do we want to call, it's popular culture now, happenings out there in the world. I had another intro, it was too loud. The way I recorded it was too loud, it's gonna blow our eardrums. So I don't, didn't wanna use it, I just went with a simple one. So Ote, you mentioned you have a similar <clears throat> section of your show where you look at different fandoms or different, yeah, different fandoms through the eyes of Star Wars, more or less. I didn't want to do that same thing, but I wanted to, I've been thinking about this for over a year. You just wanted to talk about Rings of Power, just say it. Of course. <laughs> let, let me get, I need it. I need it, and next week will probably be Rings of Power for 50 minutes and 10 minutes of Star Wars. Because I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. But probably about a year or so ago, when we had like Wheels, uh, Wheels of Time, uh, this other one on Netflix I just called. Uh, anyway, there's a bunch of... 
No, not Stranger Things. This other fantasy show. Uh, uh, Sandman. No, Sandman just came out. It was from There's last so year. Oh, I'm, last year? Yeah, it's this YA. Used to be a book. I call it The Fold because my daughter calls it The Fold. It's, it's the, the Ben Barnes is in it. Anyway, whatever. Just I'll, I'll know. Yeah. Season two is coming. Anyway, there's a lot of fantasy and sci-fi shows out there that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't have the time or the actually the desire to do a separate podcast about it because I will probably get be like you looking for a new place because I would get kicked out of my house if I start another podcast. But I wanted Shadow to find and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Thank you, that one, which I love that series, not knowing anything about it, and then. Rings of Power gets announced. House of Dragon gets announced. Uh, we have all the MCU stuff because I love comics. And I love the MCU, all these things with DC. So I wanted to find a way to talk about them. So I decided finally, you know what? Rings of Power is coming out and I need to have an outlet for it. And then I kind of decided, let's just dedicate 10 to 15 minutes of this show, either at the middle or at the end, like we're doing today and just talk about the latest episodes or the latest movie that came out or whatnot and see how it goes. I know Otis is kind of frozen, which means he's not here right now. Well, he'll get here in a minute. Uh, there he is. I'm here. Power there outage. <laughs> All right, there we go. A world between fans. Yeah, it was my, again, my, my in-laws still live in Puerto Rico, one of my brothers. So every time the power goes out, we hear about it. I know there was a big one about two days ago or something. They lost power for, I think, the whole day. I, thankfully, my parents have a generator that turns on automatically. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So hopefully you heard everything that I just said. Basically, I, I needed that. Yeah. Even I, if you heard I, I, I caught, like, glimpses as the Wi-Fi was coming back yeah. and everything. Anyway, long story short, I needed an outlet to talk about all these other fantasy and sci-fi series and movies. And I didn't want to start a new podcast for it. So we're doing about a 10 to 15 minute. It won't be deep dives like we do for Star Wars because it will be another hour. But you know what? Let's start. And before, the main thing we're going to be talking about in this 10 to 15 minutes is going to be House of the Dragon. But we, before we get to it, like I mentioned, also, I love the MCU. I used to read comics growing up. So I watch all the Marvel movies, watch all the shows. And the one going out now is... She-Hulk, which you said you haven't watched. So there's two episodes in. Are you excited? Not excited. Are you looking forward to catching up at some point, or are you just kind of, eh, I can't wait? So as I told you, like, I'm I'm, I'm in this, like, it's too much Marvel phase right now. But the the reason I have not watched it is, and it's like a very, maybe a little bit fandom menace of of me, (laughs) I have not been, like, the trailers have... I was very excited for the show. I, I I liked the idea of making it like this comedy thing and the whole legal procedural thing. I loved. I love she she Hulk in the comics. She's a great character. She's a very important character. Mm-hmm. But man, the trailers just like took my hype and like ran it through the floor. Like everything from the vibe it showed, and of course the CGI issues that people have mm-hmm. been like relentlessly talking about. So I I make. I made this conscious effort, like, I'm going to hold off watching it, going to wait for, like, maybe three to four episodes to come out, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to watch it. Because I'm afraid, like, if I don't like the first episode, it's just, like, going to take me out of it. So I really just want to build a cushion of what I can watch. So I've been purposely, like, 
holding off on it? I would say wait. And okay. I don't want to be another downer. Um, well, I've been interested in watching it. Um, I didn't read any She-Hulk's coming uh, comics when they were out, at least when I read comics back in the 90s. Um, I enjoyed that trailer, so I didn't care that the CGI wasn't perfect at that point because I knew they still had like a month, and most of the CGI now looks great. Okay. Um, That's good to hear. I liked it. I haven't been jumping up and down. I've enjoyed Miss Marvel more than this. And it's both of them were those kind of more leaning to the comedy side. I prefer the Miss Marvel. Do you like Miss Marvel? Yes, I really enjoyed Miss Marvel. It's not going to be on my top. I know a lot of people were always the best finale for a Marvel show. It was a good finale. Um, I really like the vibe. I love the family. I love her mother. Uh, her mom's great. Her mother was my favorite character. Um, she Hulk. I think because when the press was able to see some of the advances, they watched four episodes. Right? Okay. Because I think everything that people, oh, I watched the four, first four episodes and they're great. I think there was a reason they showed them four, like you said. Okay. I watched the first episode. Okay, we get the kind of background of how she became She-Hulk and she has everything, almost everything is with Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. they, they were great to get nothing against Tatiana Marsnani. She does great. All the actors, they're great. Just... But this second episode, same thing. It was okay. Didn't blow How me. How long are they? They're thirty. The first one was thirty-five minutes, I think. Second one is thirty minutes. But that's counting the previously on, which is about uh, a minute and a half, and the like credits, 25. and the credits, which is another four minutes. So that's a twenty-five-minute episode. I think they're too short. And I know they have the that vibe of oh, let's just be a thirty-minute kind of broadcast thing. To me, it's not working. To me, it's too short because it's every episode is is a serial it's not a continuation kind of every episode stands on its own a little bit hopefully it gets better i'm not wow i can't wait till next thursday it's like eh. i understand now why they move Android because if this and Android came out at the same time no one would be talking about she-hulk i think okay. okay hopefully it gets better as it gets along we got abomination in the second episode which is great there's a, some little hints of things to come okay and the comedy is not blowing me away. I'll, so. I'll just say, like, um, Hulk comics in the past five years have been incredible. Yeah. So, like, I've been craving, like, a good Hulk story. And as I, I, I'm not a huge, like, us, uh, She-Hulk title comics, but she's a part of many events in Marvel. Mm -hmm. And she's always been a, I mean, she's the, the lawyer of everyone in the yeah. Marvel universe. So I, I wait in that kind of, yeah a little bit in the second episode hopefully okay. we start getting i think that's the rest of the episode i think it's nine episode season i think oh, okay i think as hopefully no he has not showed up no daredevil yet okay. he'll come at some point and something happens with hulk at the end of the second episode that pushes his story somewhere from very interesting i'm not gonna push his Is story to, to do something what is he is he a recurring character in the show? First two episodes, yes. Okay. I'll leave and it then there. Then he goes to the Shang Chi after credit. <laughs> you want me to tell you or no? Just watch the show. Yeah, tell me. I'm no, here. I don't remember the Shang Chi after. I do remember a little. He's bit. he's there. I think. Um, I so Shang Chi has something to do. Not him, but what happened in Shang Chi because Abomination has to do with uh, something in episode two. Well, okay. Hulk is something happens that Hulk has to go deal with something, 
And that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I think that was about five or six minutes. So let's spend the next 10 minutes as we close the show talking about the big one out there. House of the Dragon, this prequel per se of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones ended up about five years ago. I don't know. We I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I didn't mind the finale. It could have been better, but it's okay. Uh, House of the Dragon, how excited were you? As I've mentioned, I'm like one of the three people that like the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say something very controversial. Like I think the 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 season before the last one um, is the worst season of the show. <laughs> That's my opinion, um, but it's fine. Um, but I was very very hyped up. I. Yeah. I did not watch it on Sunday. I watched it the, the next morning, but got to work late because. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I watch it. My kids went to sleep around nine fifteen or something, so I watched it okay. on uh, Sunday night. I'll probably do the same thing tomorrow. Um, so I think the best way to go about this, because if not, we'll spend forty five minutes. Give me two to three things that you really enjoyed about the first episode, and then one thing mm -hmm. that you didn't like. And I'll do the same then I'm gonna call it a day. I think that's a way to kind of do this segment. I like okay, wow. I loved Matt Smith. I love <laughs> his introduction and you know those first two scenes with them. I adored. I loved I love the reveal at the end of mm -hmm. the legend that's going on. Sure. Um and I should say, this is spoilers. This oh, segment yes. will be spoilers for everything that we talked about. So if it, you're watching and you haven't watched, you can kind of click off and then come back after you watch the first episode. But yeah, we'll do spoilers. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, I, I don't know if you want to mention some things while I think, but. All right, so I'll start with this. Oh, I got to start with dragons. Come on, you put a dragon on TV, I'm hooked. And <laughs> I love the dragons that we got here. They're going to be very instrumental to the show. And I love that there's a reason why why everyone, all the dragons look a certain way, act a certain way. Uh, the showrunners talked about this a few weeks ago that I don't know how many interaction, iterations of dragons they went, went through. But each of them has a different kind of personality, different reasons why they look the way that they look. The Game of Thrones dragons were great. They were different in size and color, basically. These guys, there's a different purpose. And I don't know the name of the characters. Rhaenyra, I think, is Rhaenyra. the name of the princess. Her dragon looks great. He has like some fur or something around the neck. Yeah. And then Matt Smith, black and red giant dragon. like, Epic. I want that one. I want to be a dragon rider. So that's the first thing. I love dragons. I love how they're here. And his dragon looks just like him, just kind of there's something wrong in his head. So I love yeah. that. Love Matt Smith. Again, yeah, coming out of Doctor Who, which I just finished his run, he's just demented. And he works perfectly in that role. And what he does with the yellow cloaks, that's going to be scary with that season going. But I love, like, he knows, so he knows that he should be the one, the heir. But the way he kind of, hey, it's your fault. You didn't want me in the council. You didn't want me doing this. You're the one that told me to go kind of run with these people and take care of the city because I'm kind of losing the head, which is what the king tells the hand. 
So I love that. I'm very interested to see where his character goes now that he's not, he wasn't named the heir. So very interested to see how that goes. Do you have another one? I love how focused the story seems mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. The pilot of Game of Thrones is very overwhelming in that first season where you're jumping around, meeting all mm -hmm. these key players. This show seems to be about the Targaryens and these three specific Targaryens, I think, as the show goes on. I, I know a little bit of how the story is going to go because mm -hmm. I, I know a little bit about the lore, but I think it's going to stay very focused on the dynamic between Daemon and uh, Rhaenyra. And I like that. Because I, I, yeah. for me, it's like, yes, this is Game of Thrones. This is the world. You, you're, get, you're getting the sex. You're getting the violence. But in that sense, it felt a little bit differently. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the first episode because it's, yeah, it's an established world. We don't need to go through 45 minutes of world building in terms of you know where you are. It starts basically with a tournament to just kind of name the air, which, yeah, just great. Give us. That's what we needed. Uh, one of the things that I didn't like, the guy that plays the king, uh, since I see him in other things more in a committed side, I Thanks, yeah. don't. Yeah, it kind of, and the wig looks weird. It's like, I don't know. You you don't give me that vibe of this, yeah. this great king sitting on the Iron Throne. And even though I enjoyed uh, you know, that prologue that we started, that cold opening, I, for some reason, I'm like, okay, you're trying to be Game of Thrones. You're not getting Game of Thrones. Maybe it took me a little bit to get into it. Okay. But after that, I was, I was on it. So just yeah. those two things, I was kind of, yeah, I don't know. Give me, okay. I don't know how long this king is gonna be there, but yeah, I know, it's I something think, about it just eh, didn't work for me. I think my biggest complaint is how the birth scene made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, and I would have put that. I'm glad. I'll give it Maggie. Love it again. She tweeted out something about, "Hey, be careful for this birthing scene. It's gonna, it's a, a C-section and." Think it's Game of Thrones, basically, so you can expect how it's gonna go. So I was ready for something. If not, I would. Oh no, I can't. I can't watch. So I would put I, that on my no list, but I knew it was coming. It, it was a horrific scene, and yeah. It, I mean, I, 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 I think it could rub people the wrong way. I think it was. I don't know. I don't know how you saw. It. I thought it was like well handled because. I don't think Viserys is the hero in, in, in any of this. Um, <laughs> no. And it's it was a horrifying scene. It was very visceral, I must say. And uh, I think it was very visceral, very just uh, visually striking. But it also, and then I just I didn't like him. I think the Viserys, the guy playing him, did a great job in that scene. When if you have that <laughs> like, that impossible choice, right? Either Save they the baby, or your wife is gonna die, or do nothing, and most likely both are gonna die. That's an impossible choice. Yeah. And then his wife kind of, hey, what's going on? And why they're cutting me? He's like trying to calm her down. Oh, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. I think that worked great. His scene there was great. Was and then again, how would and that puts it on us? How would we act in that situation? Me being a father, uh, father and my wife had two C sections. Thankfully, they were in a hospital with doctors and nurses <laughs> and anesthesiologists. And in but 2022. Yeah. And in 2020. So. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what I would do in that situation. Hopefully, we'll never know. So, in that sense, it that worked. Yeah. But just watching it, yeah. I think what made it worse was like you know if the mom's unconscious and like you have to make yeah. the choice, but she was conscious and she was saying no, don't do yeah. this. Oh and, my god! And it that kind of that foreshadowing. She told him, ah, "This is my last one. I'm sorry if you don't get an air. Yeah. I can. I've lost like four. That, that scene was great, by the way. Yeah." I really like that scene. And it worked. I thought that baby had survived. And then, and I'm like, what well, the show is supposed to be these two heirs. And then when the reveal like, is that reveal is that, oh man, that hit, that hit me. Yeah, and, and the actor who plays Viserys, he, you know, you could see the pain in his eyes. Yeah. He, he was yeah. just devastated. I, 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 I really, re yeah, I, I really like the episode, honestly. And it yeah, made it was me a great really excited for what's to come. Yeah, and we'll talk about next week. I don't know how we're gonna do this in 10 minutes, 15 minutes next week because we have this plus Ringo Powers. Yes. But I don't know what our episode Star Wars Wars is gonna be. I was gonna talk, do a speculation about D23 and Disney Plus. They were, ah, I don't You're want to make me the shirt again. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a lot to talk about. It's been so quiet. I don't I think like we're getting it. a lot. It's terrible for podcasting, but I like it. <laughs> I don't know. We have a week to think about. Just send me a topic. We can a favorite starships or something. We'll do oh, that. I'd love to do that. <laughs> there we go. Next week, favorite starships. Our episode is going to be, and I, I almost said ships, but I know that can take a left turn. So I said starships. We'll oh, do our favorite no, starships we're next have week. Like, <laughs> the geeky waffle crew. On yeah, <laughs> we'll have everyone here. Just um, we'll do that, and then probably about oh, twenty minutes on the other on. War between fandoms, but all right, Oti, uh, Mo, I still need to finish. Lord, ah, first time. Oh, Mo. Oh. <laughs> Hyperventilating oh. now. So, all right, Mo, finish it. Just watch oh it. Okay. Go to HBO Max right now. You're, you're on a journey, Mo. <laughs> yeah, get a lot of coffee. Watch The Hobbit also if you it. want. But anyway, all right, um, Oti, where can people find you? All that fun stuff. Me. Over whatever it says down there at Instagram and Twitter. And Alberto always leaves the links down below. Yes, Mo, I know they're long. It's fine. It sucks. That's the beauty it, of it. It's a short, but it's a great short. Yes. It's a five-hour chore that I'll take every day. For... Maybe when we start Regal Power, I might make a confession. I don't know. I'm not ready to. I, I have a Lord of the Rings confession I can say next week. All right. So we only write it now. We need confession time. Okay. Yeah, no, but you can find me over whatever it says down there. I'm sure Alberto leaves the links and yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, links yeah. down below. So I don't know. It's weird to finish a show like, okay, we don't die. <laughs> we got to say where people can find us. But you know, Radio Rebel Pod on Instagram and Twitter and new episodes every Saturday at five. We're inching closer to our sequel trilogy trivia challenge. Competitors are set. Like I said before, the questions are ready. So it's going to be something. I know it's the same day that the Podathon is going on, but that's no mm -hmm. problem. That's why these shows are on YouTube, and you can watch them wherever you want. Yeah. So it's great if you watch them live because we have a lot of fun doing them. But if you're here, thank you. If you're listening later, thank you also. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you watch your podcast, and follow us on all the places and subscribe. Stay safe, be safe, may the force be with you. Woo.